This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, the founder of Innovative CX Solutions, a past chairperson of the CXPA, and a practitioner with many years of transforming global operations and designing better customer experiences. Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, and I'm glad you've come back to listen for another great session about CX and all the various activities around CX and this profession. I'm really happy today to have with me a practitioner and a CX professional extraordinaire in Nancy Port. Nancy, welcome to the All Things Considered podcast. And please take a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you, Bob. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Um, as Bob said, I'm Nancy Port and I'm a, a CX practitioner. I, I think officially I've been uh, a CX practitioner for about 11 or 12 years, but um, it's, it's been at the heart of everything I've done, uh, I think, before that, and, and I just didn't have a name for it. Um, but I did, you know, be, before um, my, my current work leading a customer experience program globally for Verant, um, I also worked in customer service and, um, and, and different customer operations type functions, mainly in technology startups for a lot of years. Um, and then in, in seemingly an unrelated, but I think it's very related, I actually started my career in, in healthcare and was a healthcare practitioner. So that's, that's a little bit about me. Uh, fascinating, Nancy. I, I've known you for a few years, but I didn't know about the healthcare profession. Um, so, so Nancy, you, this is a great lead into my first question. Nobody wakes up, at least maybe when our careers were beginning and said, you know, when they were in college, I want to be a CX practitioner or professional when I grow up and, and get my first job. So our listeners love to hear about the career paths, and you just gave a little inkling to that career path with your introduction. Talk to us more about uh, the various steps in your career path that led you to your current role at Verint. Yeah, it, it, would I have ever thought I would have ended up in something called customer experience, you know, at the beginning of my career? No. <laughs> and yet, when I look back now, um, because it's way too many years uh, to count, let alone to admit to, but I, um, when I look back now, I realize that I was destined for the role that I have now. So I, I did start out as a, as a CX practitioner, or a CX, a healthcare practitioner, and um, worked at the bedside. I was a respiratory therapist and worked critical care, um, worked in different trauma centers. And um, I even did rescue um, for a bit of time in the Pacific Northwest where you, know, you go out um, to, on the scene to accidents, either by helicopter, plane, 
um, and, and bring patients, critical patients back to the hospital. I worked in neonatal ICUs, all of that. Um, and I, I think that was super helpful for my CX career. You know, I, I, it, it not only because I loved the way hospitals functioned. I was a student of how you could have so many seemingly silos, right? You've got the lab department, you got x-ray, you have respiratory therapy, you have cardiology. Everybody does something different, but everybody knows every day why they're there. They're there for the patient. And everybody knows you know, how to communicate. They know how to do their job for the betterment of that patient. And I was always so fascinated um, about that. And, and so I think that really helped me prepare. But the other thing that helped me prepare was I learned how not to panic <laughs> in a critical situation. <laughs> you know, so um, if you can go out and, and, you know, work in an emergency room for a while or, or go out in a helicopter to a car accident and rescue some people, you really learn how to deal with the situation the way it is right now and, and, and not panic. So I, I do think that helps me in CX too. And so... Um, after being a practitioner, I went into management, and that was even more interesting, right, to see how all of, of, of these different areas and different um, types of roles come together to serve, you know, the patient. And, and the other thing I learned was that a lot of times you have more than one customer um, to serve. And, you know, in healthcare, you're not only serving the, the patient, but you're serving in many ways the, the patient's family. And so how do, how do you do that in your work as well? Um, so then for management there, I, I had the opportunity to move into a healthcare startup um, that was doing actually healthcare technology. And, um, and, and then from there, that was a short-lived um, situation, you know, it, for many reasons, that's a whole story in and of itself. But I ended up going to um, a little startup um, at the time, and uh, it was terrific because the startup, which I'll tell you what it was in just a minute, but the startup said, "Hey, Nancy, you're from healthcare. Um, we have a business model that won't require any customer care at all, and yet." Um, we think maybe we should have one person kind of looking after customers. So would you come work for us? Well, this little startup was called Career Builder. And um, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> it was like, I was employed like number 26. And so they were, they were determined to not have like customer care um, because the, they said the product would be perfect. Well, uh, as it turns out, we did need customer care. And over, over one of the best jobs I've ever had in, in my life was this startup because I was there for five years and we grew really from the basement um, of, of a building to this amazing um, organization. And I had a team of almost 100 people um, taking care of the customer. And, and so, so did a number of of startups and then really ended up at, at through through an acquisition, um, ended up at Barrent with, and, the, and when I went to Barrent, they said, what do you wanna do? And I said, I always wanna take care of the customer. I, I really wanna take care of the customer, but what I wanna do now is I wanna be proactive. So my entire career has been taking care of the customer, you know, in the, not in my entire career, but in, in technology was taking care of the customer after problems happened because I was in customer care. 
And I said, the perfect role for me is that what I want to do is take care of the upstream issues. I want to understand the customer and I want to understand why they have to even come to customer care and what can we do to, to improve that. And, and at the time we didn't have a name for it, um, but shortly after, you know, we started calling that role customer experience. So I really considered it a gift that I was able to do um, that a formal role like that even before we had a name for it. So there you go, probably way more than you wanted to know, Bob. Uh, I know that I love the journeys because they're always unique to the individual. And unlike other professions, rarely does somebody begin their career as a CX analyst and move up through the organization in CX. So that's why right. the, I always love to start with the career journeys. And, and your comment about uh, your ability to deal with panic situations, I think, is is. Uh, very applicable, especially because you went into uh, customer care, which of course uh, oftentimes has situations that have, have a, a, an urgency to them mm -hmm. um, for sure. So Nancy, talk to us a little bit about through that journey, what, what are some of the successes, you know, a, a success or two that comes to mind that you're particularly proud of? I know this sounds like a job interview, but again, I think it points to how you advance in your career. And, and I know our listeners enjoy hearing, um, you know, what, what those successes were for you. Um, you know, I, I, I would say, um, yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? That's, that's an interesting question because we, we're always trying to, to do better and do more and all that. And, and I think one of the things that, that we don't do maybe in general in CX, but also in leadership and as people is we don't stop to always celebrate, you know, the, the successes that we have had. I think, you know, one, one of the um, successes that I was very, very proud of was um, I, I mentioned career builder earlier, and we really did grow that from, from gr the ground up. Um, and we grew the, the customer operations side, um, throughout the growth of the company. And it, that was amazing to me <laughs> that, that we were able to scale, uh, the business, but also serve the needs of, you know, customers that went from zero to tens of thousands of global customers. And so I was very proud of, of that, um, that, I, that I built an organization that met those customer needs. You, you know, Bob, I think maybe it's the point of the career, because, you know, obviously I'm closer to like the end of my career than I am the beginning. And so I guess when I think about proud moments um, and things I've been um, able to accomplish. When I feel the most pride is when I get an email from someone who was on one of my teams at some point, and they, they say, you know, I just wanted you to know I just accepted a new position. And a lot of times it is MCX. And um, I really appreciated all the, you know, your leadership and the opportunities that you gave me because um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be here without you. It, that, that's really um, what I love as an accomplishment is people that have either found CX and loved it as much as I do um, and, and, and have done well. And um, when they come back and say, thank you, I, 
that just really means a lot to me. Well, it's a credit to your leadership style and, and it is so wonderful to have people remember you as being impactful on their careers. Nancy, I'm curious, when was the first time you kind of heard about CX or started to make this shift into CX? Uh, uh, you know, some people say, where were you when this happened, right, in history? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so where were you when you suddenly said, what is this thing called CX? I, I gotta, I've got to pay attention to that. I do remember where I was actually, <laughs> now that you ask. So I was at a, um, a small company called Vobisi and we, we did voice of the customer technology and it was really online surveys and, and some, hopefully some of the audience um, remembers Vobisi. Um, it's still around by the way, it was acquired by Verant. And so it's, it's part of their platform. Um, and uh, so, I managed all the post-sales operations. So I had a lot of the, the uh, customer service, training, um, CRM, uh, that, that, those areas. So, to, so my job really was responding to mainly customer problems. I mean, let's be honest, in customer care. So um, one day I decided to assemble a group with, that was multidisciplinary, somebody from pretty much each customer facing and some customer impacting departments and got us all together. And I said, here are the top five issues that we're dealing with in customer care right now. Can we map something out here and figure out why these problems are happening and, um, <laughs> and, whether, and see if we can solve them? for the customer, like make it not happen or proactively communicate or, or just fix this problem before it gets to customer care. And that multidisciplinary group was, they, it seemed like every, all of us had the light bulbs go off at the same time. Like why, why haven't we done this before? And we can make such great strides for our customers by continuing to, to work this way. So, um, so I think that's the point that I really thought, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to work cross-functionally. I want to work in the enterprise from beginning to end and with the customer at the forefront, decide how we can serve them better. So I think that that was it. And then luckily, you know, that was about the time we were being acquired by Barrent. And when, when um, I integrated my departments into the larger larger variant, like my service department went into customer service at Barrent, and um, I realized I didn't have a job anymore, right? Because I had all my, all my teams had integrated into the larger corporation. And I thought, well, this is interesting. I'm going to have to go, f- they're going to figure it out eventually that I don't have a job and uh, I don't have anyone to manage. And so that's when I um, had a meeting with um, the senior vice president of marketing, and he he had heard about the cross-disciplinary meetings we were having and the improvements we were trying to make in customer care. And he said, you know, we don't have this position at Barrent, but we really need it. And so he, he said, I'd love to create this role for you. And that was one of the, you know, that's like a dream conversation, um, <laughs> right? People, people, just dream about say someone saying, I, I, I want to create a role and, and you fill it and, and make it meaningful. 
it was one of the best days of my career. And so I've been doing that for the, I think we, I think we calculated it out for the, like the past nine years. So that that's, that's a great, uh, great story about where you were when you, when you saw the light, so to speak. Now you, you bring up Barrett in your role at Barrett and uh, as a CX practitioner, I, I believe you get to talk to a lot of clients. What are you hearing, seeing in the CX environment now, you know, with the pandemic and so forth? Um, you, you have a unique view because you get to kind of look out across the horizon and, and are in touch with so many clients. What are, you, what are you hearing and seeing about the CX world these days? Yeah, it's interesting that you ask that because um, we do get to talk to a lot of like the best CX professionals um, in, in not only in my role, but we recently did some global research um, at Barrent because we'd been talking with our customers and we'd heard that, you know, there, there were a lot of things going on in this past year with COVID and all of the ramifications um, that we, we had to deal with um, in our organizations. And, and what we've seen is, what we, what we were hearing is digital transformation, right, was going on before COVID, but all of a sudden it went into hyperspeed um, in 2020 because a lot of organizations saw that as, as a solution for um, dealing with this new world. And then at the same time, you know, we were seeing that the number of customer interactions and the number of potential journeys that customers were taking was also growing, really growing. You know, customers were, and, and expectations were changing. So customers wanted to go digital first and they wanted to have the self-service, but as soon as the problem got complex, they wanted a human there. So there had to be this right balance of technology and, and people being available. And then at the same time, the workforce was changing for our organizations. And so a lot of people, you know, all of a sudden had to work remotely. And then we saw, we all saw this. So after a few months, people are going, wait a minute, I might not go back to the office. This is working. I can work at home. <laughs> so then organizations had to say, oh my gosh, people want to work at home. This could be a long-term thing. What do we have to do to get prepared for this? So it was like the perfect storm for a lot of CX professionals because they, we saw that the, the demand for that, that customers had on organizations was, was not going down, it was increasing. But the resources that organizations had um, at, at their fingertips right then and there to deal with it was, was either the same or maybe even a little bit less than what they had before. So the gap between um, what customers wanted and how organizations were able to respond really increased in 2020. And so, there's what we're seeing is there's a lot of work going on right now to plan how how do we cope with this ever changing um, um, customer expectation side, but do it in a way where we're not breaking the bank for the organization. Um, so you know a lot of organ I think it's really exciting because the answer to that is a lot of cool technology. There's, um, there's a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning solutions um, that customer experience professionals are needing to get familiar with. And they need to um, 
they, they need to understand how that, what, what's the right balance of that technology and human that's going to improve customer experience for their organization. Um, and I, I think it's gonna completely change the CX profession actually. Mm -hmm. that's, that's great insight. And listeners, just as a reminder, we're listening to our guest, Nancy Port, a CX practitioner and professional uh, with Verant right now talking about what she's seeing in the CX field. So Nancy, from, from a standpoint of uh, the, the challenges of COVID, the tragedies around COVID, there is actually some good things going on that you're seeing within clients and recognizing the importance of CX. That, that's really mm -hmm. good, good to hear. Nancy, there's another uh, big role that you play, um, and that's as a vice chairperson of the CXPA. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your involvement with CXPA and what's happening at the, uh, at the association these days. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because CXPA is a big part of, of my life. And um, I... Uh, Baron and, and myself have been members since the inception um, of the idea, and um, and Bob, that's where I met you too. Right, exactly. <laughs> we uh, served on the board for a while there together, and I was under your your leadership there. And so, uh, you know, I think that um, like the field of CX, CXPA has gone through a lot of of transition and. It, it's been really, really good transition. And over the past couple of years, particularly, we hired an executive director who really has brought a lot of direction, a lot of, um, um, I would say, structure to, to how we are supporting the CX professional. And so that focus has been important and, and important to everybody who's on the board and in leadership positions in the CXPA. Um, that, that we are supporting the, the CX professionals, their careers. We've been working very hard on um, making sure we have the information, the tools, the templates, the, um, even the recognition programs have been super, super important for, um, for CX practitioners, for everyone who wants to get into the profession to somebody who maybe is a little bit farther in their career and is looking for a leadership um, position within the, the, that profession and, and supporting their efforts as they go through that. And so I'm, I'm very excited about what we're doing there. And I think it's, um, you know, it, it, it's a one-stop shop for everything a CX professional needs for their career. Um, and again, I mean, we're a young organization, so there's a lot of things that, that we're working on and making sure that we have for the CX practitioner. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very exciting. And I think one of, one of the most exciting things that we've done over the past few years is establish the CCXP, um, the Certified mm. uh, CX Practitioner uh, uh, Certification. And so I think that's been very essential um, for our practitioners because it does give you that level of expertise that you can document as you're going out and, and looking for um, those positions in CX. And so, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of really exciting things going on at CXPA. 
Oh, it sounds like that. And, and uh, for any of uh, our listeners who aren't a member yet, be sure and check out uh, the organization and all of the things available to support you, especially if you're new in your role or advancing in your role. There's just a tremendous amount of, of benefit to being a member of the CXP and to getting your CCXP, which is uh, also uh, very important and, and fun to see so many people getting it and, and pursuing the career. Yeah, and I would say, and you know, reach out to, to people at the CXPA if you have any questions um, at all. You know, I would welcome people to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm Twitter, I'm, I'm all different places, but you know, reach out to me, but I know everyone on the board and everyone like their network leaders um, would be happy to talk to you about CXPA um, and, and provide any assistance you might need in your career. Oh, that's great advice too. And, and, and I couldn't agree more that uh, the community of CX professionals within CXPA is there to help um, uh, all the time, it seems. Whenever there's an ask, they, they step up and, and help, which is fantastic. Nancy, in our closing moments, what's your final words of advice and counsel for CX professionals listening in today, um, be it career, be it role in an organization, what, what, what uh, words of wisdom can you share with them? Um, I hope they're words of wisdom. I, you know, I would say if you aspire um, to a CX position and, and, you know, you're trying to figure out where to start, start where you are. There's always something that you can do in your current position that's CX oriented. You know, if you're, you're in customer service right now and, and you wanna be in CX and you're trying, trying to figure out what you can do, you know, you can look at a lot of things you're doing internally. Where, where's a project that you can um, influence um, it, it being more customer centric or, What's, a, what's something that you can lead your team towards either in proactive communications or solving a problem that's very customer service oriented or customer um, experience oriented. And you know, we, we as customer experience professionals wanna hire people who have already kind of shown that they're passionate about the customer. And so having those successes in your current job really is essential for, for moving into um, a CX role, I think. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, we, we haven't really talked about this topic, but um, executive sponsorship is really, really important. And as you move into, um, through your career in, in CX, uh, I have found that, that it's a secret sauce and, you know, I have an executive sponsor at um, at Varent, uh, the SVP of marketing, and I know we've had conversations on your podcast before about where CX should be, Bob. Mm -hmm, but, right. Um, I've been part of the marketing organization, and mainly because the SVP of, of marketing, Ryan Hollenbeck, has been the executive sponsor for the program all these years, and without his strong leadership and his passion for the customer that um, I, I think I have a strong passion. His passion I think is even more for the customer. And so his leadership has been absolutely essential for the growth of our program. And so if, if you, you know, 
I agree with some of your other interviewees too, Bob, who say, you know, maybe it's not as important what department you're in as much as do you have a passionate sponsor um, that, that you're working with that will determine the success um, or failure of, of where you're going to, I think. So I guess that's, uh, that's what I would say. Well, that is indeed uh, great advice from an exceptional CX professional and practitioner. Nancy Port, thanks for joining us uh, on today's podcast of All Things Considered CX. Nancy's been kind enough to uh, previously mention how to get in touch with her. So if you have questions or curiosity, you can reach out to her, uh, as she said, on LinkedIn or Twitter or through the CXPA.org website. Listeners, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it in your network and stay tuned for more enlightening sessions in the near future with CX professionals and all things considered CX. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.